you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. All right, welcome back to Common Folk. We're back. We're here. Back again. Yeah. Here we are. Got to turn my mic down. Is it loud? Came out a little hot. No, I was just... Oh. I saw you went for it as soon as I... No, I felt like you were a little quiet there. So oh. was... All right. Turning them up. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Millie doesn't smell. You thought they got sprayed by a skunk. Yeah, I smelled a skunk outside. That would have been interesting. Hmm. Would have been a pain. And your dog's here. Yeah, Kyla's um, here too. Kyla's so, a little yeah. bit bigger than Mel. And dumber. He's <laughs> <laughs> running in front of the ATV there. That's, yeah. Yeah. He's got to learn that. I mean, honestly, it's going to happen. Oh, I got it... him once. What? Joel yeah. got him with the motorcycle. Yeah, Joel got him with the motorcycle. He got nipped twice. And, and then still... 10 minutes later, oh, I got I'm him with the Oh, I'm talking about getting sprayed. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was like, when did that happen? He just runs in front of tires. No. Why does your dog does that? I, I, well, he's never really been around it. And he's just a pup. He just turned one. Okay, I so, he yeah, he's stupid. Hasn't been learned yet. Okay, been learned. But I'm curious of the concoction. Now you got me thinking. I was going to Google it if it still is uh, tomato juice. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think people have like a specific mix. I mean, this has got to be like a normal thing for people out in the country. And I kind of feel weird that we don't even know this. Well, we we don't. Yeah, I mean, our dogs, I guess, so far have been smart enough not to attack a... Uh, Back yeah. in the day that happened. Remember when we had the big dog? That was in Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got sprayed, and it was nasty. Texas stinks, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Horn, Come on. Horns down. Horn, no, horns up. Whatever, whatever. whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it just made my mind think, oh, crap. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But she's fine. I got tree branches in my beer. Well, what were you guys doing before this? Doing a little I scouting. show up ready to record, and yeah. our guest is here, and I'm like, where are the boys? Oh, doing a little scouting, looking for some mushrooms. And uh, it's turkey time. Yeah, turkey time. So did you find any mushrooms? We did not. Okay. But we're I, still a little early. I showed Ben the spot, though. Oh, you had mm-hmm. a secret spot. Well, it's not secret. I, you know, it's just where so Yeah, it better not be secret. It's our land. <laughs> it's not secret anymore. <laughs> I, I always I'm told kidding. you guys what they're at. <laughs> I really never asked. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Um, all right. Well, yeah, you yeah. know. So we get John here. John, do you. Uh, do you ever do any mushroom hunting? Yeah, we we used to go out to my grandma's quite a bit. She's got land out here in Plattsmouth and got the boys into it a couple years ago. And we haven't been so lucky the last couple of years finding anything. Yeah. But, uh, but they enjoy it. We're pretty close to the river and like a lot of people around here will go hunt like the riverbanks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I personally have never done that. Have you ever been down the riverbanks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like that's the, the most... big ones. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, that's just like deer hunting and people like, you know, wandering on trespassing. Uh, we run into it just as much, if not more so, mushroom hunting. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's, can, so anyone can go on that property then, or is it? I mean, uh, where where my father-in-law owns property along the river, technically no. Okay. But people do. In this particular river, the Missouri, but I think it's all. Could. Like uh, like state ground and right. federal ground. The, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah, this ground over here has wound up pretty good because yeah. Yeah, it even says on the, like Onyx or a map service, depending on which one you look at, is it Nebraska Parks? Is it the, 
Corps of Engineers. Corps, yeah. So like they even kind of bicker like I'll I'll pull a Oh really? You know, yeah. Huh. So yeah, that's that's not I'm not I'm not, I'm not talking this river, I'm talking over on the plant. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So we're up in the hills away, so it'll like those mushrooms will start popping down there and then it'll take a week or two and it makes its way up here. Mm-hmm. So people will start finding them on the river and that's when yep. we know up here we can find them. Right. In about a week or so. We just haven't really had like a mother load though in years that mm. we've found. Nope. I mean, we'll find like randoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I've ever found out here too is just, you know, cluster here, cluster yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but then you see the guys that have like sell them, right? Yeah. They got yep. big old buckets. Where are they finding those at? Well, those dudes are That's also a good walking question. like <laughs> 10, 15, 20 miles a day. Too. Oh, you Some think? I spend a lot of time. I knew yeah. a guy from the Lynch area that that's what he would do. I mean, it was a big moneymaker for him every spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe so, we'll be lucky. Yeah. yeah, maybe we will. All right, let's get into it. So we got John here. Yeah. John Baumgart, um, local boy. We got to know John through... Our sons, mm-hmm. so our sons are the same age, uh, play sports together, go to the same school, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Getting in a lot of trouble together. Hopefully not yeah, too much. Yeah, hopefully not too much yet. It's probably no. coming. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Coming. I mean. Yeah. Hmm? They're 12, so. It's right you boys the probably weren't little uh, perfect boys, so it's about to happen. Oh, yeah, we were. <laughs> I was, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the reason we have John out today is we wanted to chat a little bit about um, some of sometimes, you know, with other folks that we've had out here, we've been talking about just kind of the entrepreneurial spirit and uh, like what makes you do that and 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 why you make that decision and how like what led up led up to that. You know, I think there's a lot of folks out there listening who um, feel like they want to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like stuck in a rut and. How do they get that motivation and how they get a little bit of inspiration and that kind of thing. So that's kind of the general idea here. Um, you know, first of all, you're a young dude. How old are you? 31. 31. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So when we met you, that was, what, a few years ago, you were 28, 29 years old, something in that range. Yep. Uh, and I believe I just started my first business. Okay. Then, so. Yep. So doing your thing there, um, which in general is at a pretty young age to have like a serious small business as your primary job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people will dabble in things and, you know, play around with it while they're doing this or that or whatever. But um, that's the kind of things that I want to get into. So uh, to begin with, let's talk a little bit about kind of where you grew up and how how all that was and anything that you can think of that might have given you a little bit of inspiration to do what you're doing today. Okay. So... I grew up here at Beaver Lake, mm-hmm. went to school at Plattsmouth High School, and uh, if I were to say one thing, I don't I don't think I could really narrow it down, mm-hmm. Yeah. but there was a lot of factors. So kind of growing up, my parents, they had the mindset of, you know, they're going to stay with one company, and that's where they're at. So like my dad, he's worked for AgriVision for 26 years, I think it is. Okay. My mom's been with the state for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. So... They kind of had that motto, if you get a job, you stay there. Mm-hmm. So I'd say as far as the working hard, they probably taught me everything I need about that. Mm-hmm. Like the commitment <clears throat> and the yeah, yep. sticking it sticking it out and seeing it through. and Right. I'd say the first person to own a business in my family 
would be my grandparents. They owned a um, movie store here in town, and then they also owned one down in Nebraska City. Hmm. Oh, cool. And then my grandpa also DJed weddings for people around here. Okay. So that was kind of the first thing in my family I can remember that was like a own your own business and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then say the next people would have been my aunt and uncle. They, uh, they kind of just took that gamble of getting out of what they were doing. I think she was doing real estate and he was doing auto body for like 14 years or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they went in and they made their own company, uh, that accelerated graphics. Yep. Yep. And just kind of watching them go through everything. It was like, man, they took a gamble and I kind of like that, mm-hmm. and what they built up. So other than that. So you've see. seen it from all angles. Like, yeah. I mean, you yeah. have family that has dabbled mm-hmm. and shown you some of that, but then you had your parents yep. also just yeah. being consistent grinders, yep. right? Yep. So if you, if you rewind that a little bit, um, you grew up in the Plattsmouth area, is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep. All right. And that's where you went to school? Yep. And then did you guys live in Plattsmouth? No, we lived down at Beaver Lake. Okay. So you guys lived at Beaver Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and your parents, you know, worked at their remote locations that they would go to. Yep. You went to school in Plasma? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then as you were a kid, like, growing up, did you ever think about what you wanted to be or? Oh, man. It kind of went all over the place. The youngest memory I have would probably be, for whatever reason, I wanted to be a cop. Okay. I no reason. Huh. Like, I don't know why. Okay. But, but then when I got to high school, I kind of started thinking I wanted to actually do graphics arts design. So that's what I was going to go to school for, Mm -hmm. and I never went through with it. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a couple offers to go play football at small schools, but I I couldn't even give you a reason as to why I didn't take those and why I didn't do that, but Hmm. it just just worked out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so that was your thing. Real quick before we carry on, I'm going to move this mic right in front of your face. Okay, there we go. (laughs) So we can get a little more noise out of you there. There There you go. It's all good. good? There you go. Okay. So... uh, but you saying that is very relatable because I don't really know why I didn't go and play volleyball. Right. Yeah. Like, hmm. I had a couple offers. I don't know if I was burnt out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe it's that. That was real. Or, like, who knows? But mm-hmm. it's yeah. interesting because... So did you go to college then at all? I did not. No, okay. I went straight into the workforce. Did you? Okay, and yeah. Back then it was, I graduated 09, so it was that recession. Yeah. And I remember just, uh, I really don't want to go to college. Yeah. I, I don't really know what I want to do. I think I want to do this, but I, I, I just not, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. What is so, your, with that in <clears throat> mind, how did that conversation go at home? What did your parents think about that? Oh, yeah. They were more of kind of, you make your decision. That's one thing that I did kind of grow in, you know, growing up, I appreciated that now being this age is they never forced me to do anything. Mm-hmm. It was kind of my decision. So then I'm the one that learns from that decision. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they forced me to go to college, I didn't like it, then maybe I'd have some resentment against them. Yeah. So that was one thing I hmm. do appreciate. Um, but to this day, I still don't have an answer as to why I didn't, you know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have done that. But then how have things would have changed, you Just know? Just didn't feel right. Yeah. So you have siblings? <clears throat> yes, I do. Got? I've got a younger sister who's five years younger than me, and then I've got Dalton who he just graduated high school last year, so kind of a age so a separation few, there. A few but. younger than you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were <clears throat> it, you were kind of more of like a, an only kid from the sounds of it. I mean, yep. it, yeah. because they were so much younger, you didn't really like necessarily grow up with them. 
No. Yep. And my mom had me when she was really young. She was 16 when she had me. Hmm. So it was kind of, you know, I grew up kind of watching her, you know, struggle for a little bit, but then she met my stepdad when I was five and he's just kind of been my dad ever since. Mm. But, hmm. but then, yeah, me and my sister, we had a kind of a close relationship growing up and then I didn't really hang out with my little brother at all because he was just, you know, I was 13 at the time he was born yeah, and then went different. to high school yeah. and I was kind of like... Dude, I'm in high school, you know. Yeah. But now we're pretty close. I say all three of us, we're pretty close. So that's kind of an interesting spin as well. So your uh, biological father, do mm-hmm. you know him? I don't. And have you ever met him or know anything? So last time I saw him was when I was 18. He had uh, reached out, and so I went and met him. And uh, other than that, I think it was what, three years old was the last time I saw him. Hmm. Okay. Him. He came around. I met him three times there when I was 18. He came around to see because uh, Braxton was going to be born here in a Your couple son. months. Yep. Yeah. So he came around, met him one time, and then I haven't heard from him since. So. Hmm. Is he local? or? He uh, he was at Plattsmouth, and I think he moved up to like the Bellevue Papillion area. Hmm. So, okay. so your <clears throat> your mom raised you as a single mother until you were five-ish? Yes. Yeah, I think she knew my stepdad. They kind of knew of each other. Okay. I think they may have started dating when I was three or four. Okay. And then, so we, we lived with my uh, grandparents up until then, and then they met, got married, and then we moved down to the lake. Hmm. So been there ever since. Is your uh, <clears throat> your mom and your stepfather still together? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. And like I said, he I always refer to him as my dad because yeah. that's just how he's been. You know, he's yeah. taught me yeah. everything I know. But yeah. hmm. so... And that was another thing I didn't appreciate until I got older. You know, I always had that kind of resentment growing up. But yeah, yeah. I learned a lot of stuff from him. And so. That can have a lot of effect. What Mm -hmm. was that first business that you started there? So the business when I met these guys, I was doing detailing. Okay. Like auto detailing? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Auto and boat. Um, And I started off just doing boat detailing. And it just, it kind of took off. And then I went to car detailing and then I met Adam Olson partnered mm-hmm. up with him and then mm-hmm. we kind of just dabbled in everything we we're doing cars boats farm equipment window tent okay kind of everything yeah so, all right. but I did try to do lawn service a long time ago it was like 2015 I think it was yeah and that's a tough one that's hard that's always a good start mm-hmm. like lawn service I mean you see a ton of them there's a there's a huge mm-hmm. demand for it mm-hmm. oh for sure because then don't you do snow removal isn't that then the opposite whatever all the things that come along with it like right? any anything outdoor you might start doing a little landscaping yep. you might start whatever working on small right. engine like there's a hundred things that come with that yeah sure. but it's a great uh uh, an entrance into entrepreneurship for anybody because you learn like, okay, I have to build relationships. I have to, um, I have to do what I say I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I have to provide a quality product. Market. Market it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, you know, I have to figure out how You actually are. have to do it. You actually have to mow the yard. You have to go do the yeah. work. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to go do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got equipment investment. Uh, you know, how am I going to like, it gives you a little interest into P&Ls, like, oh, I've got all the cost of this, and but here's how much I'm making, and then but I, but now I need this guy to work for me, and how much am I going to pay him? Yeah, right. It's kind of that. It is microcosm of like entrepreneurship. I think it's a great way to get into. Well, we it. even had Joel, or I don't want to say we had Joel do it, but like he wanted to mow lawns. What was it, a couple summers ago, mm-hmm. and had a few lawns that he did yeah. every week. Yeah, we so, were in around and did yards, and of course, you know, he's 
he was 10 years old or yeah, whatever it was, right. nine years old. And we would use my truck and my trailer <laughs> and, and my essentially my lawnmower. Yeah. And, uh, and then we would run around and go do, the, do, go do these things. And I would go with him, obviously, because I had to drive. Mm-hmm. And I would tell him, all right, man, you know, this yard, what are you going to charge? 30 bucks? All right, cool. You're going to have to pay me 10 because I'm doing all this. Yeah. So that this is your expense. Mm-hmm. You get to keep 20. I'll, I'll stand up here on the hill and watch you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've used all my stuff. Well, my lawnmower yeah. broke down. You guys did. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. did mow your property, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 So I that, remember that. That teaches some lessons pretty <clears throat> yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to get into it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're doing that, and then you um, and then you decided just because you liked, what, automotive and stuff like that, and you wanted to get into some detailing? So or at the time I was doing mowing, I was actually doing it on the side of a full-time job. It was just okay. – um, Kind of being around, like I said, I was around a lot of people who own their own business. Um, and so my fiance, Leah, she cuts hair. So she's kind of her own business owner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her brother owned his own um, construction company. So then I was like, well, what what can I do around here that people need? And at that time, it was lawn service. So I tried that out, and I ended up getting a lot of accounts, and it was going fine. But the hard part was is there was so many people doing the snow removal around there. So I, I just couldn't even get into that part of it. Okay. And then the other part of it is kind of like what you guys are talking about. Oh, I gave our boy, you know, a mower and he started doing this, which is awesome. But then I'm trying to compete with, oh, well, this guy's going to come over here and do it for 20 bucks. I'm like, well, you know, I've got employees. I got this. So yeah. yes, it, it was a hard mark to get going. Um, and I give credit to all those guys that have built, you know, these great successful lawn companies because they're able to do it all. They're doing lawns, you know, landscaping, sure. like you said. Yeah. So. So then I, I had a buddy who also had a big lawn service out there, and I just said, hey, man, I just I don't think this is for me. Would you be interested in, you know, kind of taking my accounts from me? And he said, yeah. So kind of worked out that way, and I took a break from just doing my own thing, went back driving a semi. That's what I did for eight years. Mm. So, and I just obviously didn't like that. So I didn't know that. Eight years, really. Mm-hmm. So when I got out of high school, the f- only job I could find at that time, because that recession, you couldn't get a job was ups so i was loading trucks and it was just oh, it was awful yeah so uh so you were was this just to be clear you were working at ups when i graduated when high you school. got out of high school yep. and then you were doing the lawn business on the side when you were at ups so no not at oh, that it time. gets more complicated yes. <laughs> okay. so i've kind of been all over the place so right. i started at ups and back then it was just that was a job you didn't get rid of like you were on board mm-hmm. you know they got the good benefits and all that stuff. yeah so but there was a 10-year waiting list to be a a full-time employee. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, gosh, dang, this is kind of hard. So I was always trying to find part-time work, you know, on top of it. Well, I ended up going and getting my CDL, and then I started delivering, and I found myself delivering for Budweiser. So let's not skip <clears throat> over that because the CDL thing mm-hmm. is, is a big deal. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It was, yeah. So you had, <clears throat> you had to take the time... And was it your own money or did your company pay for you to do that? That or? was my own money. Okay. So yeah. how long does that take? I mean, I've seen signs even on the side of the road. It's like, oh, get your CDL. Like, I mean, that's a process. What What is that? Is so, schooling? I think right now it's a four-week program. Okay. But back at that time, you weren't required to hmm. go to school. You could just do it. So, But I did. I went to school just because I didn't know where I wanted to go. And mm-hmm. then being at UPS, I thought, okay, they give me every single endorsement on this going through the school. So I went and did that, and it was a four-week program. And I'm like, hey, does this help move me up on that 10-year waiting list? And yeah. Nope, nope, that doesn't. It's oh. still 10 years. So I was like, oh, jeez. So this is <clears throat> this is the point that I'm getting at is the mentality of 
I'm I'm sitting here doing whatever it is that I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I I want more. So you uh, decide upon your your own self to go out there and get that CDL and work for it, and maybe this will give me another edge. Maybe this will help me. I don't know. But you take the time and your own money to do that. That's the beginning of this whole entrepreneurial mm-hmm. type yes. attitude and mentality rather than sitting back and going, okay, well, I'll just take it as it comes. Like, things will get better. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hopefully I'm not throwing you off track, but no, I think these no. are important yeah. things to talk about. Yeah, yeah and that, that's exactly it. I just I wanted to know what could I do to better myself. And that was the first thing that popped up. I'm in the delivery business, and I see these guys driving these trucks. I, I think I can do that. So I went, studied, got my CDL. Uh-huh. And then, of course, they still told me, no, this doesn't, you know, bump you up. Well, at this time, I'm 21 years old. We're trying to buy our own house. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm making $11 an hour working 20 hours a week. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I ended up finding a job delivering for um, Dr. Pepper. And then from there, I went to Budweiser. It was kind of the same thing. Like I went there and it was like, I think I can do more. Then I went to Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at Budweiser, I was there for three years and they switched us to four day weeks. So I had three days off. I'm like, Oh, what can wow. I do on my three days off? I think I can make some more money. And that's where I thought about the lawn service. And it worked. I think I did that for three years. And it worked great having those three days off. But then, like I said, I kind of got to the point. I was like, I don't really know if I want to do lawns anymore. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I tried to leave Budweiser and do it full time. And it just it didn't work out. It wasn't enough work to keep me, you know, just occupied at that. Mm-hmm. So I went back to driving a truck for Reinhardt, and that was a terrible mistake. That that was not a fun place to work tough. at. <laughs> I was only there for eight months. So, mm. and, uh, so when I went in there, I kind of talked to them, like, I think I'm going to leave. And they're like, well, you went from driver number 43 to, like, driver number 20. It's like, that's awful. Look at your turnover rate. Like, that's, that's awful. I think you need some new management in here and doing this. What can I do to get into that? And they're like, no, sorry, you're a driver. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Mm. So I left there and I found a job at uh, FedEx Freight, which I was really happy there. It was a great company. Yeah. And so I was there for was it three years. So for three years I was there and same thing. I was like, what can I do on the side of this that this lake needs? And that's where I found the, the auto detailing. Mm. Okay. Let's take a quick, let's take a second. Common Folk Podcast is brought to you by one of the newest and coolest brands in the outdoors, Stock and Rod. Stock and Rod brings to the outdoors person quality apparel items that you can be proud to sport. The gear is top notch and the designs are second to none. Stock and Rod also represents some of the biggest names in the outdoor social media and YouTube space by handling the design, production, and sale of their own branded merch. Check them out at www.stockandrod.com. Stock and Rod. Wild game on. All right, we're back, and it's time for this. It is time. Well, you're acting like it's your first one. <laughs> this is like number three. Come on. Oh, wait, number three, what? Well, I see two now. Let's not act like the hour before this. I might start Jeez. double fisting. I don't yeah. know. She's judging you now. She yeah. is. What the hell? I, there's no judging. I'm just telling the audience. He's like acting like he's cracking his first one. Get your facts straight. Come on. <laughs> it's tax season. Get them numbers right. Oh, gosh. Don't remind us of that, Ben. Get out of here. Uh, Andy. Oh, yeah. I'm done with your... I just... I sent the attitude, judgment. <laughs> I'm going to slap yeah. you. I'm close enough. 
hell? You always threaten to cut her mic. <laughs> I will. I will hit the button. I will do it. I will. Do it. I will. One of these episodes, I'm probably going to throw down. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Can't hear you now. You are treading on thin I'm going to take these muffs off. What do they call these things? Headphones? Oh, yeah, I'm going to throw them on the table yeah. and be like, I'm out of here. Watch. Yeah, well, bring it on. Boots are made for walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to Johnny over here. Did people? anybody ever call you Johnny? Oh, yeah. High school, a lot of people just called me Johnny B. That was Johnny B. Yeah, Johnny reason, B. So. I had I a buddy like in I had a buddy in high school who his last name started with a B, and we called him Johnny B. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. That's a Johnny B. Good. Yeah, that's that old song, right? Yep. yep. But that was a good one. what did people mess up your last name to, or did they always get it right? I'd say most of the time they got it right, but they always associated me with Baumgars. Yeah. You got to be related. If you're a local, you know. I think I did that, too. I was like, um, Mm -hmm. wow, does he got steak in that company over there? (laughs) I don't know why every time I hear it, I think like Baumgart, like Baumgart, but I think of Baumgartner. There was like a professional baseball player, I believe, that was a Baumgartner. Maybe Uh, that's what it is. Baumgartner. And yeah, he was a Cy Young winner, won a couple, uh, maybe three or four World Series with the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, okay. Andy, yeah. you would know. Yeah. Let's just ask the sports That's guy. What it was. That's perfect. That, yeah. That but his his B U M Bum. Bum Gardner. Bum Gardner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So. Okay. All right, back on track. So uh we've been talking through like some of your work history and uh an an important step in that work history is when you had your son. So mm-hmm. how old were you and what, what stage in your work history was that? So I was working at UPS right, like right out of high school, and he was born. I had just turned nineteen, so that was two thousand ten. Okay. So, yeah. And that man, that job. I can go on and on about that job. Oh, I'm it sure. Was awful, yeah. But yeah. Yep. That's when he he was born then, and. So that young age, <clears throat> you know, like the more and more you talk to people, it's it's like it's so common. Uh, and, and us, I we mean, can relate. We did it. Yeah. Yep. It was, I mean, we literally did it. We did do it. Yeah. Just then, only three, then, three times. Yeah. We've only ever done it three times. I mean, we did, Whoa. we did it. It. Yeah. You know I, I, I mean? got, oh, I got you, man. I got it. I got it. Yeah. 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 Got the uh, proof. She's in college about to graduate. <laughs> right. Right. No, but that just makes me laugh. Cause you know, when you talk to your kids about it, they're like, understand what's going on. And they're like, oh my God, you've done that. And. Like only like two times if there's two kids and you're like, yeah, just two times. Yep, two yep. times. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So uh, <laughs> for, moving, moving on. Moving on. I always sidetrack here. So for me personally, when we had our first daughter, mm-hmm. we were 19, 20. It might have been 20 when she was born. I was yeah, right on the. We were 20, yeah. I think I was. Yeah, because I was. My birthday was in March and she was born in August. So I was 20 mm-hmm. when she was born. Um. Absolute game changer for me. So it 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 totally changed my direction and what I thought I wanted to do or what I needed to do now mm-hmm. in life. So for you, when that happened, did that how like what kind of effect did that have? Like what was the thought process for you? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was to be honest, I was kind of a young punk at that time, just yep. kind of doing dumb things, mm-hmm. just you know. And so when he, you know, he he was born. And it did. It kind of like, holy cow, I've got to provide for somebody other than myself. Yeah. And so he did. It was more of a motivation. Mm -hmm. I already had that motivation of what can I do to better myself? Well, then 
now I have him, and that was another game changer. Mm-hmm. So, and that was right about the time where I was like, you know what, I need to find something else. And my dad, like I said, he worked for Agrivision, but he also had a CDL. So there'd be times we'd hop in a semi and drive down to Illinois, pick up a combine for John Deere. I was like, well, I think I could drive a semi. So that kind of sparked that motivation to go get that CDL. And then it kind of took off from there on driving the trucks. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, you're right. It was a huge motivation. Like I need to change what I'm doing because it's not right. Yeah. So was that good money? <clears throat> I've heard truck driving is good money. Or does it, it just is. depend on it, the company? It does probably? depend, but yeah, it is. And that's kind of where, you know, like I said, I was like, what can I do right now that, I, you know, I can make some good money? And yeah. that was kind of the first thing I thought of. Okay. So, yeah. But we've had a couple other folks on the podcast <laughs> that were driving trucks, mm-hmm. um, you know, back early yeah. on with Corey Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Drew. Drew. Moving yeah, you know, Drew's yeah. in, that, in that business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those small town things yeah. and that and that's what the, you know you hear about like if you pay attention enough like where would we be without truck drivers and cdls yeah. and so on and so forth well it's, yeah. it's small town america mm-hmm. for the most part you know that yeah. that mentality that's uh operating those trucks and driving those yeah. trucks um did you do that andy that was my father's first job once he came back to the states after service after he really? was in the military okay yeah. and uh he like you said, small town America from up in northeast Nebraska, he would bring uh, trucks of cattle down to the lots in South Omaha. Mm-hmm. So when we when you take Kennedy Freeway up into Omaha, he yep. always says like, "Oh, I used to back in there. I used to drive." <laughs> like he can still recognize those big old buildings. Down to the Omaha Stockyards. Yep, down to the Omaha that Stockyards. Place has an amazing smell, doesn't it? Oh, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. It's as good as it gets. <laughs> They say that's the smell of money. I'm like, no, that's the smell of cow shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So um, so basically what we got to earlier was you had started this um, this detailing business mm-hmm. and then partnered up with a guy that you knew. Yep. You guys joined together, kind of made the thing bigger. Yep. Um, decided to take the leap. Well, actually, prior to that, you were kind of in your own facility. You were renting a facility there, I assume. Yeah, and if we want to go back to the start of that, I was at FedEx, and kind of the same thing. Like I said, I started, and I really liked the company. It was it was more of a just bump docks and pull it off, you know, with mm-hmm. a forklift, so it was less strain on your body. But then there again, I'm like, I feel like I can do more. So I said, what mm-hmm. does this area need at the lake that doesn't have? And we didn't have anybody cleaning boats. So I was like, well, my very first job in high school was detailing cars, so I think I can do that. Yeah. So I started off doing that and just kind of took off, and I was doing it out of my driveway. Um, and then, yeah, I was able to find my first shop here in Plattsmouth, and that really took off. I mean, it was a lot of There was obviously days. a demand for it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it fantastic, huge. too, because you huge. were able to kind of back into it. You know, you didn't have to put all your eggs into that basket, and it was something you were kind of familiar with. Yeah, which is kind of crazy, too, so... When I left FedEx, it was actually for, like I said, I've tried a lot of things. I had a buddy reach out to me and say they were looking for some more people to join this engineering field with a company called Olson Associates. So I was like, maybe I want to do that. I'll go back to school. Well, took that job in January of 2020, and then COVID happened. Oh, so that, okay. I was out at Facebook working there, and it kind of shut that job site down. Mm. I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Well, I had already started this detail business on the side. And then you were talking about Drew Jones. Mm-hmm. He was nice enough. I reached out to him and I said, hey, man, I technically don't have a job right now. And 
kind of this is what's going on with detail. And so he was nice enough. He had me come over, drive for him. Okay. And it just took off while I was working for him. Yeah. And that dude, I can't thank him enough. I mean, I learned a lot working for him. Yeah, and he's I a good guy. Kept coming to him like, look, man, I need a week off. I'm super slim. He's like, go for it. I was like, I need two weeks off. He's like, that's fine, man. That's fine. Hmm. Come back when you're ready. Yeah. I just called him like, I don't know if I'm coming back. Man. <laughs> so I'm busy enough to not come back. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But he's he's a super good dude. And like I said, I took a lot. That was kind of my first job as like a small company. You know what I mean? Like a local guy. And mm-hmm. right, right. just I learned a lot on how he treated people because I'm used to the big corporate world. Uh-huh. And that guy, he didn't treat you like a number. You know what I mean? Yeah. So learning that from him and then my business took off and he kept using my business. He'd call me up for details and he'll tell you that. He had some pretty dirty ones, but I told <laughs> him, I was like, dude, you kept the record of the dirtiest vehicle I've ever done. So, but, I've but been no. in these trucks. I know. <laughs> I bet. But he was, he was super cool in that. And like I said, I, I couldn't thank that dude enough because it was kind of like a, oh crap. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, we've got two boys and we've got a house payment, car payments, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have a damn job. Like, so it kind of did put all my eggs in one basket, but it, it took off and it was, it was really just mm. you no know, looking back from there. So yeah. that's a like a true depiction of a, a again a true entrepreneur mm-hmm. and really a small town entrepreneur, right? Like Drew, that if you have someone work for you that has like aspirations to do something outside of your company, you support it. Yeah, you're yeah. like you're like, hey man, like if this is what you want to do, like cool, well, I'm here. This yeah. <clears throat> and I can say for myself personally. Maybe someday we'll have him on the podcast, but a guy that I worked for when, when we moved back home and I was trying to start my business and I'm out there doing dirt work with Dusty, you remember him? Yeah. Uh, he was always just like, hey, anytime you can get hours in, come in. Mm. You know, if, mm. you, if you've got something you need to do, then go do what you need to do. It was yeah. always just like, it was super supportive. That is so pivotal too. If you're yeah. trying to do something and the guy's willing to give, give you work, and that's a complete flip of the mindset of I feel how a lot of... This younger generation, Gen Z or whatever the hell it's being called mm-hmm. now, where you think, oh, there's the big boss man, you know, typically wearing a suit. He mm-hmm. has a bunch of money. That's bad. No. Those, these are the people making opportunities available, mm-hmm. whether it's work, yep. letting you work at your own pace, helping a guy out when he's down. Yeah. We, uh, I worked for the same type of a guy, uh, if not the biggest, one of the biggest ranchers in Boyd County. And it was the same deal. Like, he gave me work throughout high school. He didn't have to do that. You know, right? Um, of course, you know, you, you need people to have an operation like that running, but he didn't have to give me the time of day. He could have went and invested in, you know, the older guy or somebody that knew more or whatever. But I, and it, I was and it wasn't thankful. like, oh, you're going to do this and nothing else. No, he knew that that was my high school, college, right. college right. you know, summer gig, yep. you know, everyone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's obviously what you experienced with Drew, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yep. Yeah, and of course, like I said, he helped me out there. But I'd say probably my biggest supporter throughout all of my changes has been Leah. Okay. You know, yeah. Like, hey, I'm gonna She's do this. She's been now. there this whole time. Yeah, she has. I mean, how long have you guys been a couple? Since Ten... 2011. She, yeah, so a long time. Yeah. I met her when Braxton was six months old. So. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, she's been through it all. So it's like, hey, I think I'm gonna try this. She's like, okay. Right. Yeah. And she's always done hair, right? Yep, she has. Yeah, so and she's had that. She just bought her own salon last year. So now it's a madhouse with, with you with know, our With both house. of you guys. Yeah. yeah. We're 
on the opposite ends of schedules. We never see each other. Maybe <laughs> maybe Sundays and that's it. But so she's obviously she obviously has that entrepreneurial yes. mindset as well because oh, yeah. that's what she's doing. And she could tell you the most. I mean, I I've come home just I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to say. You know, on the entrepreneur side, she's like, well, just do this. So she's been very helpful on that side. Mm-hmm. I'll come home kind of mm-hmm. worked up about something, and she's like, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do this, do that. You know, but. Which is yeah, support system's yeah. huge. It is. It is. And don't tell her this, but I don't give her enough credit. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's going to hear it. You can pretty yeah. much. She might hear it. Yeah, she might hear it somewhere. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Are we even recording right so, now? So see. does she have a, a new salon <laughs> on the lake in town? It's uh, it's up there in Bellevue. Okay. Uh, 36 and 370. So oh, she's wow. actually worked at that one, shoot, as long as I've known her. Okay. And the opportunity came up where the old owner was wanting to sell. So she okay. bought it and she's been renovating and do all of that. So it's going good. She's wow. doing really well. But, yeah. And she's passionate about it. Yeah. So. Which yeah, is cool. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Really I agree. So uh, <clears throat> where'd we get? So we were at, you had your, you had your building that you were in doing your own thing. And then now you partnered with a guy that you had met. Adam Olson. And so funny thing about that is he was a competitor of mine Okay, when I was at my building in Plattsmouth. But he was one where we kind of always shared information. Mm -hmm. So like I'd call him if I had a question, he'd call me. So what did he do? He also did detailing. He had a shop up in Omaha. Oh, okay. I was going to say in Plattsmouth too? Dang. Okay. But he was from around the lake. So he knew a lot of people down here. So he'd come down from Omaha from his shop, Uh do a lot of details. Gotcha. So then one time he stopped in there and we started talking for a couple hours and the idea just came up. What if we just make one big detail shop here where we, you know, do everything. Uh-huh. So How many really bush lights did that take to get to <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> so where you guys are kind of guarded. You're like, uh, you know, you're, you're sharing ideas, but you know, a little, you know, guarded a little bit. Right. And it's like, all right, we just need to go into business together. Yeah. He's a bush light drinker. I'm a Bud Light guy, but okay, it, it took quite a bit of beers, <laughs> but it, it was worth it. It was it was a good kind of merge there, and it took off there, and it, it's been really good. So, but I think that's another important point <clears throat> from for successful entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is to look at your competition not necessarily as competition, but as potential opportunities. Yep, <clears throat> you have always said that. We've run into this so many times where someone will come along that's doing something that we're doing mm-hmm. and, you know, they start fishing you out and they, they want to do some collaboration or they want to partner or whatever. And the initial reaction is to be like, no, screw you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Get out of my territory. Right. You know, like. And I'm, I'm probably I'm gonna... the one that says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa calm down. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do everything to block you out, you know, whatever. But. The smart decision is to sit there and figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. all right, let's talk for a minute. Let's see. Does this does this make sense? Can we both help yeah. each other? Can we? Because it, it goes back to that mm-hmm. that uh, statement that is iconic of the rising tide brings up all ships, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty basic thing to think about. We're all in our own ships. Let's all rise the tide yeah. together, and we all we all win. Yeah. Yep. And that's what you guys did from the sounds of it. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. And it was not the mindset of kind of just, no, screw that guy. You know, yeah. I'm not going to work with him. Mm-hmm. But but it was just, we both kind of learned from each other. You know, like I said, we'd call each other with things. And he was an expert when it came to cars. I mean, that dude knew anything and everything about car paint. He knew anything, everything about the interiors of them. Just all these little tricks that you wouldn't think about. 
and I didn't know. Where I was more of, I knew a lot about the boat side of things. So it just kind of went hand in hand and it just took off from there. And that's the, that's so, what ends up happening. It's mm-hmm. like, you don't even know what you don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and then you get into it and you're like, oh, oh shit, I never <laughs> thought about this. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's a brilliant statement. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's a good line. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's kind of one thing I always tell myself is I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Don't let Leah hear that either. But I always go in the mindset, like, I'm going to learn something today, you know, because if you have that Mm -hmm. mindset, I feel like you'll be more successful rather than have that big ego of, you know, I know everything and you guys are going to do it my way. My way or the highway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So So can we fast forward today because you got something new cooking? Yeah. So we recently recently just bought the Beaver Lake Marina, me and uh, Whitney Van Winkle Mm -hmm. and then his wife. Yeah. That's exciting. So it's for awesome. folks for folks <clears throat> listening to this, there's a lot of people that have no idea who we are, okay. where we are, where we live, whatever. They're all like, this is a national audience. So mm-hmm. um, to help them understand, you have some friends who are also entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who have been running a successful business for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And then you guys got together and decided, let's do some joint venture. Yep. Is that well, right? Yep. Which is actually, so Whitney would technically be my brother-in-law. Okay. But so, yep, we uh, were actually on the boat last year. Okay. And I was like, hey, you know, what do you guys think about this? And he's like, let's go talk about that. And it just, <laughs> we talked and talked and talked and we finally pulled the trigger and it's, it's going to be fun. We're all excited. It's, it's crazy chaos right now, but I it's bet. busy season, but. And, and to give <clears> people kind of a perspective, Beaver Lake's about what, 600, 650 acre lake, mm-hmm. pretty good size lake. And there's only one marina. Yep. And that, that's you now. Yep, that's so, us. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're going to be catching it from all angles because there's nowhere else to go. So you kind of, right. it's a blessing in a way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone has to go to you, but then that means you're going to be taking on everybody the good customers, the bad customers. Oh, yeah. People like Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'll be giving we're it. <laughs> we didn't get that guy, but <laughs> I think we're going to. Was it for sale for a little bit? I think it was. I didn't um, even know they, until they didn't really advertise it. Okay, so it was kind of. But word was around, right? Yeah, yeah. And I kind of first found out when I started my detail business. Chuck had found out that I was detailing out of my driveway in Beaver Lake, so he uh-huh. called me up to detail boats for the marina that they had maybe just bought, or a customer says, "Hey, get it detailed for me." And it kind of come out through that. So I had asked him about it. Uh-huh. He's like, "Well, yeah, we would like to, but there was no advertising about it. Don't talk about it, type deal." And, so then it kind of became serious in the last couple of years. And so that's where, like I said, because we the they've owned it for a while and they want to mm-hmm. like retire. Is that the deal? The, yeah. Or they've they owned wanna... it for 22 years. Okay. And I believe they're 67. Gotcha. So. Yeah. And that's the other cool part of it is me and, you know, Whitney, we both grew up out here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've known them forever and just, we were able to watch what they built because they bought it, you know, way back when it was 2001. And so we were able to see what they've done to it. And then we also know a lot of those customers out there because he owns a dock and seawall along with a concrete company. So he's got a lot of customers out there. And then I had all the customers in detail. So we know half that lake already. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we were just local guys wanting to buy it and not just come in and make a huge change like somebody, you know, corporate coming in or something like that. Yeah. So we just, like I said, kind of coming in, we want to build on what they have already built. Yeah. Knowing what they've done, the hard work they've put in. So, I think there's a <clears throat> couple of uh, lessons from this particular thing that we mm-hmm. need to talk about. So, you're 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 an entrepreneur. Clearly, 
you're doing your thing. You're you're rarely ever uh, what's the word content. Yes. You know, you're sitting there like, man, what what am I going to do next? Like, what is mm-hmm. okay? I can do more than this. You mm-hmm. know what? It, what that's the mentality. That's yep. the entrepreneurial mentality. And then this thing comes along. And and as an entrepreneur, when you're doing your things, there's plenty of stuff that comes along. Mm-hmm. You've probably been presented with other opportunities, whatever they may be. And you have to figure out, you have to decide, when am I going to pull the trigger and when am I going to not? When am I going to pivot? And you can, I wouldn't say completely change, but it is a big change mm-hmm. to going from doing the, the detailing to, all right, I'm going to step away from this and I'm going to move into this uh, this marina, which has all of these other moving parts. Yes. A ton of different, like that's definitely next level. I'm going to take this on and I've made the decision that this is the next big thing I need to do. Yep. So like, can get, is what I'm saying, can you relate to that? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah, 100%. Because that's kind of where I was like, well, I can feed into this business, you know, with feed into the detailing. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, going in, I'm like, man, that, that kind of sounds fun. And then now I'm digging in. I'm like, holy cow, it's chaos, but I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, and I, I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. Because me and my parents kind of joked about it when I, my detail business kind of took off. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm just... I just kind of wasn't content. And, you know, they joke about it and say, no, you just don't like listening to people. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I just, I kind of feel like I could always do something better. If I was at a company, I felt like it could have been managed better this way, or this could make this company go more smooth this way. And that was just, you know, I finally caught on. I'm like, well, it's corporate. You're not going to change corporate. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. It's just not being content. And here, I think this is kind of where I'm going to be. I mean, it's, there's a lot of moving parts, like you said. I mean, we're, you know, buying boats, selling boats, buying lifts, selling lifts. We've got, I think it's eight storage units off-site, and then we've got five buildings on-site, and then we've got three mechanics, so we're servicing boats, and it's a lot. Okay. If, if I had to make a prediction based on what you just said, I think that you guys will absolutely be successful because you have the mentality to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but your your comment of, like, this is where I'm going to be, mm-hmm. eh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's going to... And I'm not saying that you're going to leave this operation. No. I'm saying that you're going to make this operation successful, but I because I can relate. Like yep. you just, it's very hard to be content, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps you driving. That's what keeps you like just you know getting after it, making things successful. Right, absolutely. And so it, I just kind of learned that you know at a young age playing sports, and that's why you know yeah. whenever I was able to coach you know youth, that's kind of what I try to put in their minds is just always work for something greater. Mm-hmm. You know, you got better, you know, today, get better tomorrow. Just kind of that mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And enjoy it, right? Enjoy mm-hmm. the journey. Yeah. You know, for sure. You can't new. forget to do that. Yeah. 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 I'm uh, just so glad you didn't bury him. You were building up there and I'm like, this is why you're going <laughs> to fail, John. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. No, I don't think he's going to fail. But no, I think, no. I think that's a very good point is that because that's what happens mm-hmm. is that we get so focused on goals. What's, what's the next thing? How do we make it better? How do we do this? Whatever, where you forget to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. enjoy it a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. I mean, that I, I like the layout, the location of the, the marina. Mm-hmm. I think it's really nice. And yeah, you're just going to be able to, you're just going to have to remember hey, let's go have a couple of Bud Lights. 
right out on I the know. deck there. And, and that's one great thing. I've <laughs> been in there like the last four or five weeks with Chuck yeah. and Kathy learning. Every day, five o'clock, Chuck has three beers in his hand. One there for me, go. one for him, <laughs> and there one you for Kathy. <laughs> so there's And if you want so. to make it four and invite me over, yeah, whatever. So, so will you do any detailing there? Or wait, and let me first ask. Are you doing the detailing anymore? No, I'm not. I'm, okay. You know, still associated with it. Um, Adam's running that. Gotcha. And so, like okay. I said, we're going to feed into that. So, he was actually down at the place today doing some details for us. But Okay. So, you'll send him. Yep. I'll send him the, all the customers the and details stuff from, like that. I so. see. Okay. Perfect. Well, that works great. Yeah. Yep. yeah wow. I mean, it's just those, uh, you know, it's clearly just those progressive steps of. Mm-hmm of getting bigger and better and growing and taking on new challenges. Yeah, and I think so you guys so could forth. just like add a restaurant and then serve everybody at the dock right. too. I mean, I'm oh, just a, putting a suggestion out there, John, okay? There's a hundred things that could be done. <laughs> I'm kidding, oh, I'm no, kidding. No, yeah. no, I like that. Yeah. Just a restaurant. <laughs> I mean, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. I'm sure I'm you're hearing, are you hearing from people like you need constantly do this, you do, need this, to do, this that. do that? Yeah, yep. And we're trying to take it a step at a time. I know, I know. Like I said, they've done crap. a great job of building to what it is, but we want to take it and build on top of it. Mm. And, yeah. You know, they mm. were the first to say we're, we've kind of been laxed, you know. So somebody young like you guys that are local, you're coming in with motivation mm-hmm. and that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So that's what it needs. That's kind of where, where we're at. We're just starting to learn everything, trying to, you know, intake all that. But at the same yeah. time, we'd like to bring in some more stuff. So I know like you guys were calling last week about bait. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to get that in there. So, mm-hmm. yep. We yep. get that. We're looking at maybe adding like a pro shop, stuff like that. And eventually, yep. yes, we're talking about maybe like a little sit down. Or just like a little bar. Yep. Mm. Katie like already bought a, oh a, a, was it a Keurig or something? Okay. She yeah. wants a little coffee bar. Yeah, I saw that getting set up today. Yeah. Yep. 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 More. That's good stuff. I like there it. We go. I like it. This sounds like a good. <clears throat> no, it's cool, man. And that's, yeah. and, and again, like the whole point is just striving to get better, striving to do the next thing. Um, you know, it takes a certain kind of personality to do that. A mm-hmm. uh, certain kind of trust in, in what your capabilities are. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot of people are. I wouldn't do. I I don't have like I'm not a. Yeah, that's not me. Like yeah. I, really, I it's mean, just not. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to just always. I don't have that huge entrepreneur. And it's and it's not for everybody, right? And, and it's, not, it's not. And it's not. It's not better than someone else doing their very successful nine to five. But it's cool to hear the journey and like the drive that you have. Like, that's interesting to me because it's different than and mm-hmm. yet. And then you're saying you can relate. So that's why I think it's kind of. And that's the whole point of this. Yeah. Is to, to like give people a little bit of understanding in the, in the mind of the person who is willing to step out there and do all these yeah. kind of things. Right. right. Yeah. And, and to make you feel at ease. I mean, just look at Ben. He can do it. You can do it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to work a little. Well, then that was you guys were thing. beating me up the last okay. couple. Of weeks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're always beating you up. I know, or I am. Well, yeah. Well, Sometimes Ben does. You guys got Adam going a couple podcasts ago. You know, over pheasant hunting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just had to get your back. Okay, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so with uh, with all those things that we've talked about, man, um, you know, we're kind of coming to a close here. Is there anything that you know, when you were thinking about coming onto the podcast, you were thinking like, oh man, they're going to ask me this, or I hope this comes <laughs> up, or I'd like to talk about this. Is there anything that we missed as far as that goes? 
No, I think we hit it all. And like I told you guys, I was thinking over the weekend, I'm like, gosh, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Yeah. And then it was, I get here and I drew a blank. Yeah. Like, but no. I, I mean, just with your story in general mm-hmm. or anything like that, you know? The biggest thing I can say to kind of narrow it down is, you know, it kind of sounds crazy when you say it, but no risk, no reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and this one is a huge risk. And I mean, like oh, a yeah. huge risk. So, yeah. but hopefully that comes with a good reward and we're going to you know, kind of tackle it. Mm-hmm. So you just got to find, and it's hard to even say, find something you love. Just, you have to have that drive. And, yeah. but, and that's something that's hard to teach. But like you said, you're, you're kind of the same way. It's mm-hmm. just never being content. And like I said, I, this is, I think this is where I'm going to stay. But if Leo's sitting here, she's like, bullshit. No, you're not. She this isn't going to work. So she, so, she would side with Ben on yeah. this. I don't even sleep with you. And I know that. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Depending on the day, she doesn't either. So. We're learning so much here today. Yeah, yeah. we are. We I, are. But I do want to book you for a follow-up. Okay. Get you back on the pod after you get done with all the winterization. So mm-hmm. you're going to take care of all everyone's broken down boat motors right now. Yep. You're gonna, they're going to want them done yesterday, even though they're not going to get them in until next week. Uh, and then it's going to be the same thing with winterizing. You know, So after you get done with that whole wave of one full year, I'd... I want to I hear some... Like, what's the follow-up? Like, yeah, how, how did that go? <laughs> Hopefully that time I won't be so nervous coming on here. So. Shit, no, it's yeah. all good. I'm ready man. to get but... back into detailing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I've had enough of this. I'm yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we're all excited. Yeah. So it's going to be a good deal. It will, but... for sure. I think so, too. Yeah, man. No, And I think that's a great way to end it. You know what you said, no risk, no reward. It's... Uh, and, the, and that applies to so many different things in life, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's entrepreneurship or, mm-hmm. yep. you know, going out and just trying a new position at a different job or whatever. Yep. I and, mean, and one thing I can say too, you guys have probably been in the same thing, but I remember being at my, you know, eight to five job, nine to five, whatever mm-hmm. it was, working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And anytime they would ask anything extra for you, obviously you do it, but the feeling of you going above and beyond in your own business for a customer, that feeling is something you can't match at a nine to five job. Yeah. That is so true. Because I, I kept in touch with a lot of my buddies at FedEx. We kind of got close and, you know, I'd let them know, you know, send them pictures of things I'm doing and it'd be 11 o'clock at night, you know, midnight and I'm like, gosh, you're crazy. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I enjoy that. It's a different feeling. Whereas. Mm-hmm. It'd be five o'clock and be like, hey, can you work an extra? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? No, I don't yeah. want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But then here I am, you know, giving all that time in there. But that feeling, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to, you know, I, I just don't think you can get that working at a nine to five job, in in my oh, opinion. I would agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> most, most of the folks I've talked to, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I agree yeah. with that too. For sure. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, man. I mean, once again, like it's, it's, I don't want people to think like we're trying to say, Everyone needs to yes. be an entrepreneur. No, because yeah. I related and I was like, mm. <clears throat> I mean, I've had my own business and done some things. And obviously, I'm a huge part of Farm Focused and help run that. But like mm-hmm. you spearhead that stuff. I am I always say I'm a good Indian, not like a huge like chief in the sense, if that's even like I can even say that. But I, I'm not a big mm-hmm. thought, uh, not a leader, but I don't have the ideas, but I'm a good executor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. Yeah. There are people like me that are also needed. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know. Hundred percent. I think that, and again, I think that's the whole point is figuring out, and that that's the idea of interviewing f- folks right. like John is. Yeah. Does this help you figure out who you truly are? Mm-hmm. Like, because maybe you're thinking about this, mm-hmm. and you hear what he's saying, and you relate, and then you're like, yes, 
I, I that's what yeah. I want to do. I yeah. got it, you know. Yeah. But if not, then no. Like people need to figure out what they are best at and what they need to do, and get after it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I like your comment about the chief and the Indian thing because I'm not telling people to go to your nine to five job and kind of be a piece of crap and don't work actually mm-hmm. don't work hard because mm-hmm. they do need those. But hundred percent. And you 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 have employees. We have employees. Yeah. yeah. These are people who. Yeah, today farm, farm focused wouldn't work if you yeah, didn't have employees. Yes, today they <laughs> yeah. don't they don't own their own business, right. but they might want to. Yeah, and then we help them foster that. Yeah. And then if they don't want to, then we help them have a really good job and take care of them. Yeah, and boom, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of where I feel like I said Drew was when I was there. Yeah, and then yeah. I'd have questions about it and be like, oh yeah, just do this. So he was very helpful in that. And if you know, I can do the same thing with my employees. If they have something going that's going to better them, then absolutely. There you go. So work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd so, be one of the the most re- one of the most rewarding things you could do. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look back on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like you made a sports analogy, but like a coaching tree. Mm-hmm. It naturally happens. A great coach always ends up fostering or promoting a lot of his understudies, assistant coaches, to where now they're head coaches. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, just think mm-hmm. of like Nick Saban. There's like he has NFL coaches. There's like a dozen college mm-hmm. coaches, all that coached underneath of him. Yep. So yeah. and it's just a really cool natural progression, mm-hmm. you know, if you can bring that type of passion to something. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Well, this was good. Thanks for coming, yeah, John. Man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it. I think this went this went well. So it was yeah. fun. Yeah, appreciate you coming out. Yeah. Man. So we're booking you for next year. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More prepared. Yep. After after winter. After Andy you wants get an everything. update. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Do you have a boat, Andy? Uh, uh, yes and no. It's uh, it's through our fishing show, hunting oh, show. Yeah. So we have a boat sponsor, and they provide a boat for us. And we freaking wrecked one a couple <gasps> of years ago, and the marina took care of it. Not, not when I say wrecked it, uh, one of our guys that's no longer with us totally put it through the mud, so it sucked up all that crud. Oh. It was a Honda motor, and they're okay. like, oh, don't do that to a Honda. I'm like, well, I didn't, but please fix it. I can't take it back to him like this. <laughs> and they did a fantastic job. Good. So. Good. so you have a good history with I them. do have a good history with them. Let's just hope it stays that way. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it should. It will, it will. Awesome. Well, cool. this is great. Thanks again. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. We're going to close, close it out. Close it out. You guys Peace. good? All right. Yeah. Later. All right. See you.